This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Went to Mo Kings Meadow, the podcast that follows the fantastic Chelsea FC women's team. I'm your host, Dean, not joined by either Dane nor Jane, flying solo this week as we look ahead to Wednesday night's Conti Cup quarterfinal clash with West Ham. Uh, but fear not, this podcast is not just me talking to myself. Uh, luckily, I have got one friend, uh, and that is the delightful Tracy Brown, co-chair of Chelsea Pride, amongst many other things. Uh, Tracy, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Not too bad. How are you? I'm very well. Uh, it's good to know you do have more than one friend. Well, that's unconfirmed at this stage because there's only you here tonight. <laughs> um, if, if my friends do want to say I've got more than one friend, then please do. Uh, if not, I'll take just Tracy. That's fine. Uh, now, I suppose mentioning Chelsea Pride already, we get our monthly updates from you for all the listeners. So why don't we start with that? Because there's not much football been happening for Chelsea. Uh, but lots going on for Chelsea Pride, I guess. Um, I suppose the big news um, that most people know about right now is the fact that we have done a lot of work with other sports groups and the FA in getting the um, Chelsea Rent Boy chant uh, noticed by the CPS. So they actually will now start prosecuting. It's been many decades in in the coming, um, but literally all the work seems to be paying off. Uh, The club just put out a statement. Uh, not that long ago we put a couple of statements out ourselves we've worked very closely with our friends at Spurs yes we do have friends at Spurs we just don't like them when we're playing Um, and it's been a collective uh, group effort um, but we seem to be going in the right direction so that's the real big news Um, next is going to be we're five years old and what can our next project be so uh, if anyone has any um, Anything they want to sort of throw in, throw our way um, of what they'd like our next project to be, by all means, do so. Um, personally, for me, it'd be mostly working with some charities along the way. So um, we'll keep uh, we'll we'll keep our eyes open for anything we can do and uh, 
see what the listeners say. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, the, the red boy child, not something that we get in the women's game, uh, is sort of male-dominated. I suppose it's now about educating fans again, because when I was growing up, and I'll say this honestly, using the Y word for Tottenham was something that I did because I thought it was just a word for Tottenham fans. Didn't know the as a youngster the, the context to what that word was and, and why it's offensive. And it was sort of similar for the chant of Red Boys back at us, that it was a word just for us linked to a, an old court case, I believe, in, in the 80s with a, with a football hooligan at the time. Uh, because I'm not gay, I, like you might say, I don't find that offensive, but other people will tell you it is offensive and you need to understand and learn where these terms come from, what they mean, the effect they have on people. Uh, so if you're unaware of, of that, I know the club and Chelsea Pride obviously doing lots on education on that, uh, and that's all found on on the website, I suppose. It is. You can. Find, I mean, obviously, you follow us uh, on on all of our accounts and message us if you want to know more details. Um, to be quite honest, education is key. Um, and if anyone doesn't understand anything, it's the best thing to do is actually say something and ask questions. Um, I would never be offended if anyone has any questions to do with the LGBTQ plus community. Um, but I want to make a sort of big stance on. We, we don't just stand for anything that's homophobic, biphobic and transphobic. As a group, we want to see all discrimination kicked out of football, both the men's and the women's game. Um, we still have problems across the board. Um, yes, the women's game is better, but there's always still going to be problems, equality being one of those. So um, yes, give us a follow, any questions, ask away. Um, and together, uh, collectively, we have more power at getting more things changed. Yeah, absolutely. Never be afraid to say, I don't know, uh, because that absolutely. is the way you learn is to ask questions and find things out. And hopefully the reporting of this chant in the future will be easy for, for fans to do at games. And they actually then in turn take action on that. I know it's probably difficult in crowds, but the, the quality of their surveillance these days, especially at men's football matches, should mean that we see an end to this chant. Uh, talking of equality, uh, some more news from the podcast side this time. Uh, we have joined forces with the Women's Football Fan Collective, uh, which is a group of fans from various clubs from the Championship and the FANWL uh, that have joined together since the situation with Coventry United, uh, where they went bust but were saved and now they're back, which is great. Uh, I think it's very important that teams in the WSL and especially a team like Chelsea at the very top of the tree uh, is involved and understands the issues that affect the whole football pyramid because the only way that we can you know, make change and affect women's football and put it in the position it needs to be is together. We can't just focus on what we're doing because we've got the cash to do it. We need to make sure that everybody has the opportunities to develop their football teams and their clubs and they don't just go bust and leave people without a team, players without jobs, etc. Uh, you can find more about them on Twitter at WFF Collective, which we will link in the description. There is stuff happening at the moment in the background that is going to be made public soon, uh, and we hope to get everybody's support. Uh, with that, uh, Tracy, let's get back to football then, because Chelsea do actually play football. It's not just a myth. It's not something you see on in videos. Uh, in black and white, they do play the hell of football team with players. They put 11 of them on the pitch against another 11. 
and the referee blows the whistle and they kick the ball and hopefully they score goals. Uh, do you think this long break we've had since December the 16th is going to help or hinder the football team when help. they step into the pitch on Wednesday? Help, help, help. I think we needed the break. Um, I don't like the reason for the break. Obviously, you know, there's that, that, that C word is hanging over us right now, COVID. Um, but looking at the updates of the team online, looking at, you know, when Chelsea are putting up training sessions, looking at private messages coming out from, from the players, it's, we are ready to get going. We are up for this. We want to go, want to make this our year. Um, so, yeah, I think, I personally think it's going to really, really help us. And I'm just, I just can't wait for it to actually get started. Roll on Wednesday night, seriously. Yeah, I was not too disheartened when the Tottenham game was postponed. It's another little bit of time. And then obviously the weekend was very disappointing not to play that against Everton. Uh, yeah. So I'm hoping it, like you said, it helps the team and they are already. I know West Ham played last night, which was Sunday. So they're probably a bit more fresh than us in terms of match fitness. But like you said, they've been in training quite a lot. They do look yep. good. Um, how do you think Emma's going to sort of approach this game? Given it's the Conti Cup quarterfinal, is it the least important trophy to us? I know we've won it the last two years, so we've taken it seriously. But Jim, or well, we've been knocked no, out of Europe. It's a good chance to win again. Come on, this is Emma. She takes every game seriously. Emma just Emma Emma's a serial winner. She wants trophies like we all do. Yeah, we've won it the last two years, but it'd be great to win it a third year. Um, I think. I think we will be 100% up and ready for, for, for Wednesday night. I think every trophy is just as important. Yeah, obviously, we, we know what we'd love, um, but it's, we've still got a long way to go in the season yet. Um, plenty to play for. And yes, we want that trophy. Yeah, I think our tail's a little bit between our legs. So we need to spring that back out into action, starting with a nice big win over West Ham. Uh, do you think that the fact that obviously where we haven't played for so long that every player should be fit and ready that's trained so she won't have to worry about resting players ahead of what will be a big game on Sunday against uh, Brighton in the WSL and she can pick what we call the strongest team I think she'll be able to pick anyone she should I mean as long as obviously everyone is physically fit I think if you're you're able to play, you've been in training, I can imagine everyone is going to be 100% up and ready to go. I think she'll have a, I'd be able to put out the A-team pretty much. I know we're missing, we're missing certain people. We're, we're going to be gutted she isn't there like Sam. But, you know, but at the end of the day, we still have an incredible squad, regardless of some people missing, um, who will be able to bring the A-game completely. So um, Emma will have a, a, as usual, we'll have a headache when it comes to choosing a team that we all don't tend to get right, to be fair. Yeah, we will give our best attempts at the end of the show. Um, talking to players missing, so judging by social media, which is always truth and honesty, uh, I've been looking very closely at every training picture to work out who's not in them. And by my account, I haven't seen, obviously, G and Sam Kerr, who were away on yeah. duty. I haven't seen many Leopolds, haven't seen Lauren James, and haven't seen Marilyn Mielder. Do you think we will really miss any of them in, in this game and going forward? And if so, who's going to be the biggest miss for us? Um, 
I don't think we'll miss them in this game as such. Um, overall, we'll miss every single one of those players, by the way, because they're just as important as each other. Um, but I, in this game, I don't really see it being a problem. Um, but we are going to want all of those players, all of those players, healthy, fit, raring to go. Yes, we we all stare at the pictures in the training ground going, who's there? Who's not there? What shadow can we see in the background? Who do we reckon that is like it's a game? Um, but yeah, I think in the long run, yes, we need all of those players. For Wednesday, if you think of all of the players we still have, we have a strong enough squad to be able to go to West Ham and get a win. Yeah, we got very excited when the Chelsea account tweeted a video of Sam, uh, Sam an Aaron Cuthbert goal. And as it panned back, at the back was Frank Kirby and nobody had seen her yet. So everyone was screenshotting the video and she's all pixelated because the camera's well, it's not that good. And putting red klaxons because Fran was alive. Um, yeah, I agree. I don't think we'll particularly miss anybody today. Obviously, you're going to miss Sam Kirby and the best striker in world, one of the best strikers in world football. G's a different option. The other we've missed for, for a long time. Lauren, we've not seen, but she's looked exciting when she has made yep. appearances. And, and Melly's a fantastic midfielder. And with G away, the depth isn't quite there, I don't think. So she could be a miss if she's not back for the weekend. Uh, last week, we recorded a preview for Everton, and the game didn't happen. Uh, it was published, so you might have listened to it. Um, we did speak about Bethany England and the opportunity that she faces now with Sam away. This is, well, I call this a perfect situation for her because there's pressure on her to score and replicate Sam's goals. But there's also not as much pressure because Sam can't come on and she can't play the next game. So there's that pressure's released from her. So what do you make of this opportunity for Beth? I love this opportunity. He has to take this opportunity and literally run with it. I do think I agree the pressure is slightly off because it's not like she's looking over her shoulder at the bench knowing that if she doesn't have a perfect 60 minutes, then someone can come on. I think she has such incredible talent. We all know what Bethany England can do. We all know how great a player she is. I think she needs to sort of it's this, I think with any striker, it's that you need that goal. You just need that goal. It doesn't matter how that goal goes in, you need that goal. I think Wednesday night would be the absolute optimal opportunity just to get that goal, put that to bed and carry on flying. This is the, this is the right time for her to literally say, I'm here. I'm, I'm a massive part of this squad. Don't overlook me. Yeah, I wrote a piece on Beth for, honestly, Chelsea FCW. Um, which you can find in the description box. Uh, because I watched back her like, Chelsea goals from the season. She was almost top scorer. She won player of the year. And Chelsea obviously won the league on points per game that season. And it just sort of reminds you of how fantastic she is as a striker. And I don't think Emma's used her particularly well this season. But given that she's going to play it in Sam's role, I think we're going to see the very best of her again. And always liked her as a player. We interviewed her mum on this podcast in the summer. She was full of you know, joys of being at Chelsea, which we love to see. And hopefully she gets this, this good chance now and she scores a few goals. And then Sam's got pressure when she gets back from the Asia Cup to hit the heights that the Beths hit when she's away. Uh, someone else we've seen a lot of is the new signing, Alsu Abdelina. 
she's been big on the club's social media. Uh, any chance that Emma throws her in in the Conti Cup, even on the bench, and brings her on? Because she doesn't normally like to give new players action straight away. I, I would say bench. Um, I would say it would depend how well the game's going. I think if we're already comfortably ahead, I think this is Emma. As you say, she's not likely to throw someone in the deep end straight away. But I think if we're comfortable in the game, um, I can see a cameo role coming on. I can. Um, yeah, lots of lots of social media stuff, which is great to see. Um, fantastic player. I think will be a, um, a really good addition to our already amazing squad. We are the best in England, let's be fair. Um, so, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. But I do think Emma, we all know Emma, Emma's not going to rush any decision. She also, you know, if people are sort of questioning her about it, we all know Emma's going to be tight-lipped on who's actually ever going to start anyway. Um, but I can I can picture her being on the bench. Yeah, I think I've seen her more than any other new signing so quickly. Uh, yeah. I mean, Anique, we didn't see too much of. I mean, Lauren, they were silent on because she was injured, um, so they couldn't post any pictures of her in training. Uh, but she seems to have been sort of front and centre of quite a lot in this period where we haven't played. Uh, Emma's spoken about, I think Millie's spoken about her as well, um, which I think is different to the other signings. And maybe she is more ready than we perhaps thought yeah. when she signed. So we shall see, as we know, we if, you, if you try and push Emma to do something, I think she does the opposite, just, just to spite you. Uh, Let's have a little look at the opposition then. West Ham currently eighth in the WSL on 14 points. Uh, they've already played in this competition, beating London City Lionesses, Burnham City and Brighton and Home Albion to get to the quarterfinals where Chelsea entered the competition due to playing Champions League football. Uh, I think it's safe to say that they're safe in the WSL. So this is sort of one of their big chances for silverware. Uh, and I'm expecting Oli Harding's team to go for this. Do you think that's going to be the case? They're going to be up for it. Why not? Um, we, you, I suppose with football at the moment, you really don't know what's going to happen score-wise. Well done, Birmingham. What I dropped that in. Um, at the end of the day, you just don't know. I think at the end of the day, yes, they're comfortable. They're, they're not going to be going anywhere. They'll still be in the same league next, next season. So, yes, I think it's a cup. We all know how cup runs go. All you've got to be is up for it. Um, they'll likely be classed as the underdog, so to speak. Um, but yeah, I can see them really, really going for this game. Yeah, and obviously they've have played recently and they've got that late equaliser. I watched the second half of that game uh, and was able to sort of have a little look at them. Uh, they did have a player sent off, um, which affected obviously their performance. Um, but they did like to play out from the back, which I found interesting. And I thought Chelsea would, would be licking their lips watching that and thinking we can press this team and get some errors. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah, I mean, to be quite honest, yeah, they, yeah. Emma's going to look at that and go, OK, brilliant. Keep playing like that. Why don't you? Um, and we'll just keep pressing, preferably high, because that's my favourite way to press. Um, but yeah, I think if you want to play out, I, I, whether they will do that against us, I'm not sure um, whether they maybe change their tactics slightly. But if they play the way they played against um, Spurs, um, then, well, yeah, it was Spurs. Um, yeah, I think um, I think that will suit us, to be fair, in the long run. Yeah. Spurs very briefly up to second in the WSL. Um, 
despite being down to 10 men, West Ham did show lots of spirit and determination that um, saw them take advantage of a situation uh, at the end with a fantastic header. And if we're not prepared, that same spirit and determination could win them the game, couldn't it? Despite their difference in quality to us. Absolutely. As I say, it's a cup game. And with cup games, most things go out the window. League form goes out the window. Um, and, you know, if you're the underdog, you're definitely more up for the game. And they've got, they really don't have anything to lose. So I can imagine them coming out fighting and being really up for the game. But if they do play that same way, but they play it out from the back and we press as well as we can, it should be ours. Yeah, and obviously they lost their striker, Martha Thomas, to Manchester United in the summer. Uh, and they've struggled for goals, um, only scored 13 times all season. Um, so it should mean our defence should be able to cope with whatever West Ham throw at us. I know we've not been as solid as we have been in, in past years, but I, I, see a, I did see a distinct lack of goal threat from them in the game. And it should be quite comfortable for us to, to then play from the back. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. (laughs) It's all too much. (laughs) I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. (laughs) Well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Uh, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. For Chelsea fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights, interviews and the best Chelsea videos and podcasts. Download the free CFC Blues app now from the App Store and Google Play. We, we shouldn't we shouldn't have any problem with problems with our defense um at all um you do wonder when you look at certain teams where goals are going to come from i think they have been yeah you 
you would think with the back line we've got, the goalkeepers we have, um, and the fact that we're all fit, healthy and raring to go, the enthusiasm to get on the pitch that our girls will have for Wednesday, yeah, I think both it will be able to cope. Yeah, I hope there's not too much of a sugar rush from some of the players and they feel maybe a bit dizzy at kick-off. Yeah. I hope they can just pick that at the right time. Um, yeah. now there's, there's people yet to be discovered in the Amazon rainforest that know that we've got a Discord channel um, and a player that has mentioned on there quite a few times is West Ham's Grace Fisk. Um, do you think it's going to be Beth up front? As she's definitely going to start and she's going to be one to, to challenge her in the game? Or do you think, I think she's so. the curveball? No, I, I think so. I think that I think that will happen. I think that's definitely what's going to happen. I say definitely. <laughs> I say that it's Emma Hayes. I won't. Yeah, I should maybe refrain myself slightly from saying that. I would presume that would be what happens. Yeah, presume is the, the wise word in that yes. sense to use. I think. Uh, anyone else from West Ham that you think stands out in, in their squad and looking through it? They're, they've got some good players, but I think they're missing like quite a few teams in this league. That that player that makes the difference. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, I think a lot of teams have struggled um, with not having that player, you know, that one player you can almost pin your hopes on when maybe everything else isn't going your way. Um, I think it's, I think it's difficult. I, there's no one that sort of jumps out at me right now and sort of really worries me. Uh, sorry to my uh, West Ham friends who will hate me for saying that, but uh, yeah, in honesty, there is no one that I'm I'm really worried about. Yeah, famous last words. Hopefully not. Um, yes, I know. Go back to Chelsea then. Um, but I know we've spoken about the picking the A team, but do you think that there is a chance that sort of one or two come in, maybe? Muzovic starts and goal again. Uh, and Nick Nguyen might come into the team where she hasn't really played and she's back to full fitness. Or she's she's going to stick with what we know as sort of the A team minus probably Liverpool's and, and Kerr. Um, I think she'll pretty much stick to the A team, I think, because it's silverware. Um, we're serial winners. Um, I don't think she'll change it that much. Um I don't think Berger will start in goal um, because it's a cup run. So there's always that balance of, of goalkeepers when it comes to cup runs. Um, but I think otherwise it would be the A-team with, with, Beth, with Beth up front. Yeah, we'll see. I haven't written the team down yet, so I'm going to wing it live. Uh, <laughs> we'll see what I decide when I get to that bit. Um, now, unbelievably, Chelsea have not scored a football, uh, scored a football, scored a goal in football since... December the 5th, which was the FA Cup final, when we scored three past Arsenal to win the FA Cup. Um, if you remember way back then, do you think it's important for us to score early in this game, sort of the first 10 minutes, and maybe set on what there could be some few nerves about the last three games of 2021 and get ourselves nice and nice and calm? I think, yes. I mean, I think, yeah, goal in the first 10, 15 minutes settles us um, completely. Um, the SSA again, they, they, they should be really up for this game. They'll be they'll be desperate to get a goal um, to sort of break that sort of run we've had since um, the FA Cup. But then again, we've had several games postponed also 
So it makes that gap seem a lot longer. There hasn't been a lot of games um, in that time um, between then and, and now, but enough for us to say we aren't normally a team that struggle to score um, and we have plenty of talent on the pitch that can from all over the park, including our defenders. So um, I think, yes, early goal, um, sort of bed in, uh, and and keep pushing forward. I can see us, uh, I guess, this scoring uh, several on Wednesday night. Yeah, the early ones always seem to lead to two, three, and four by the first half. Then they sort of can take their foot off the gas a little bit. Um, now, as you've said, lots of games postponed. We haven't played, but we obviously have been at the training ground working hard. Do you think because of that extra time? Emma could surprise us and they move away from this free at the back system that they've been using? Or do you think she's just used the time to fix the issues that we've seen with the system so far? I think she'll keep it the same, but I reckon there would have been a lot of work at the training ground. She's had more, more time because we haven't had the games. Um, she's had more time to really focus on, on everything about our game rather than concentrate on everyone else's game. And although we trained ready for Everton at the weekend uh, and that game unfortunately was cancelled, um, the time just literally being able to focus on our squad and not think of others, um, I think will benefit us. Um, and yes, it, I would be surprised if we're making as many errors at the back. Yeah, like I said, when, when the match is obviously cancelled, you, you don't lose a day's training for the match, you don't lose a day for rest you don't lose a day for recovery so you're, you're earning three extra days of training yes. in that time so i'm excited to see what what emma's and the coaching staff because obviously it's not just emma on the, in the, the coaching staff have come up with and what we see against west ham um so it's time to predict the team so can i hopefully rattle off 11 players because uh, i haven't written it down uh let me know if i do say 12 because that's going to be cheating we won't get away with that uh, have you got 11 fingers then? No, but I'll just have one at the end. Let's go. Do, do the 10 fingers on the cat. <laughs> so I think... Three cats, but we won't even go there. She can be the goalkeeper. Uh, Muzovic in goal. Uh, Bright, Newham and Ericsson. Cuthbert, Spence, Ingle, Wrighton. Harder, Kirby, England. Which leaves out Jesse Fleming who's been everywhere on social media as well, including this game graphic. Uh, so she, I, I don't know where she comes in. Do you not play harder? Is Kirby not fully fit because she didn't train as long as the others? Does she start ahead of her? What do you think, Tracy? Where are we going? I'm gonna put I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Jess instead of Fran and have Fran on the bench. Just because of the whole we hadn't seen her. Then we've got that sneak preview, which got us all really excited. But I'm guessing whether it was fitness, COVID, we don't really know. Um, I would start, I can picture Jesse starting and maybe Frank coming off the bench. That would be my only change. And I suppose if West Ham try and play from the back, Jesse is actually the best presser that we have in the, in the yeah. team. She's fantastic. So that would yeah. work. So when I tweet out my graphic, I'm going to include Jesse Fleming and not Frank Kirby. We're going to go for that. <laughs> we'll see how many we get right. We, we was yes. on the, uh, I, I say we, 
I was on a really good run of picking at least 10 players correctly. Uh, I've got no idea what Emily's going to do. Nice. Well, I'd be surprised if Emma knows what she's going to do on Wednesday right yeah. now because there's so much thrown in. They've just yes. added the West Ham League game back into the mix now as well. Yeah. Which will play before Man City and after Brighton, I believe. Uh, so lots for her to work out, lots of plates to spin, but she's probably the best person to spin the plates for us. So we'll let her yeah. do that. Uh, you said lots of goals. Tracy, what's your score prediction? 3 0. That's not lots. The way we've been playing lately and not scoring, I'll take 3 0. I'd like 4 5, but I'm going to be realistic and say 3. I'm going to try and talk while I look up a fixture we played against West Ham because we scored <laughs> lots of goals against them. And it was in a cup game. And I think Ollie Harder had just become the manager. And I've so I know we can score loads of goals. I'm I'm very aware that we can score bucket loads of goals. Um, but what I would love to see is a collective group on the pitch, great ball control, good defending, um, great play from the back to the front, uh, great pressing, clean sheet, three goals works, just a great collective team effort on Wednesday night. Yeah, I think it was the Conti Cup as well for 2021. I can't find... Oh, there it is. No, that was the Super League. No, I'm right. This was the semi-final of the Conti yeah. Cup. And we beat them 6-0. I think yeah. the hardest scored a hat-trick. Yeah. And who else scored? Don't so get me wrong. I will, I will take that right now. But... <laughs> I'll tell you who else scored. Because yeah, Sophie Ingle, who I picked to start. Beth England, yep. who we picked to start, and Frank yep. Curley, who comes off the bench and scores a goal. And scores. I mean, I mean, I don't mind that exact thing happening all over again. Um, but what I would maybe, I'd maybe slightly tweak it. I'd say maybe really like, I'm going to go for the 6 0 again. Um, Beth for the hat trick, um, you know, because that would just literally bang the confidence. We'll still go with a Sophie Screamer. Because Sophie just knows what she's doing. Um, I'd maybe put Erin to score. Um, so what have I said? That's what? I'm on four. Five. Four, five. Um, who else would I pick? Yeah, I'd maybe go harder to at least get one, obviously, after a couple of assists for Beth. Yeah, I guess when they scored the first goal in that match. I'm trying to think of the actual game. I'm going to go 10 minutes. No, it was the third minute. So nice early goal. Settles them down. Like, well, so yeah, we really would take that Wednesday night. Yeah. So I'm back in 6-0. Um, just because, like when you're maybe a little bit constipated, you haven't been for a few days, take a special tablet, everything just comes flowing. And that is what Chelsea are going to do to West Ham's goal. Wow. I Wednesday. really hope Emma Hayes is not listening to this to listen to that analogy. <laughs> Well, I think she could use that with the players in the dressing room and that will strike a, a chord with all of them and it will leave them with an image to them uh, for life. Uh, yeah, let's... I think we should stop now. Uh, that's, we've done everything we need to say. I think we've more than summed it up with that last goal. We, uh, we will be back Thursday or Friday 
to review this game and then look ahead to Sunday's game against Brighton, uh, which will more likely be Dane and Jane and not myself, but we'll see. Uh, in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at Mokings Meadow. I am at Dean Mears. Uh, the others are Jane Chapel X and D Wit Nine, and Tracy is at Chelsea Girl Seventy Eight, and obviously Chelsea Pride is at at Chelsea Pride underscore. Uh, I'm sure you'll follow him because I've got lots of followers and I deserve lots of followers. So if you're not, you really are slacking on Twitter. So make sure you're following them. Uh, you can sign up to our Patreon where you get these podcasts first before they go live, wherever you get your podcast from, whether that's Apple, Spotify, Acast, etc. Patreon gets them first as well as other content uh, when the team plays. Um, I write other stuff that goes exclusively on Patreon. Uh, we're on Instagram at Went to Kings Meadow, um, although Twitter's better. So we don't really post on Instagram too much. We tend to just reply to the players' stories and get ignored, um, as you do. Uh, Tracy, lovely to see you again. Thank you for giving up some time to talk Chelsea. Uh, it's been a while since you played at Kings Meadow, but I'm not going to be there for a while still, but... You'll be back next week now. Uh, yes, I mean, I mean, I'll be there hopefully Wednesday night. We're away on Sunday. I keep getting my days wrong. Fingers crossed. Uh, fingers crossed for any. We just want games to go ahead. Fingers crossed. All of the games going ahead. Um, be it away, be it back at Kings Meadow, which I'm sure I can speak for everyone when I say we are all dying to get back to Kings Meadow and, and support and support our team. Um, it feels like it's been a very long time since we haven't just seen the team, but we've seen all our friends and we've got behind our club. So uh, roll on football. Yeah, the, the fixture list has not been kind to me recently. Um, I couldn't make this West Ham game originally um, anyway. It's just poor Christmas. I can't make this rearranged fixture because I'll be working and then by the time I get back, it, it's too late. And then Man City is on my wedding anniversary. Um, and if I want one next year, I can't make the football on that day. Uh, so Arsenal is going to be the next fixture for me, which is not till the 13th of February uh, at the moment. Wow. Um, hopefully they don't put that on Valentine's Day. That might cause an argument as well. Uh, but there we go. Hopefully soon enough we'll be back and I will see Tracy just across the way uh, cheering on the team, seeing lots of goals, seeing Chelsea win. Um, yeah. I think it's Arsenal. Especially against Arsenal when we go one point behind them or we go above them because they lose their next game. I don't even know who they're playing, but they're going to lose anyway. I know, but again, I will mention it again. Birmingham. Yeah, if you lose to Birmingham, you can lose to anybody, I think. And that was a fantastic game. <laughs> yeah, as you can tell, we're just too excited for Chelsea to play football again. Uh, we really yeah, very much so. Uh, yeah, so make sure you follow us on Twitter. Sign up to Patreon if you want to help support the show. Follow Chelsea Pride, follow Tracy, follow myself. Uh, all the links for everything is in the description box, so you can find everything without missing a trick. Uh, but until next time, from Kings Meadow to Wembley, keep the blue flag flying high.
It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.